0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Faith, Fight, and Flight podcast. This is your host, Zahra Talaji. Today, I have a very special guest on with me, um, a longtime friend of mine, and her name is Noor. Welcome, Noor.
1: Thank you. So happy to be here.
0: Happy to have you. It's so funny because Noor and I actually never met in person, (laughs) (laughs) but we are definitely going to in the near future
1: so oh for sure definitely Definitely.
0: yeah so noor can you just tell us a little bit about yourself um who you are what you do for work um, what makes
1: you you sure i i love that question by the way what makes you you (laughs) um yeah so uh yeah my name is noor i'm 25 years old i'm lebanese american and um I'm currently in pharmaceutical manufacturing sales. So that's like my, I guess, like the, the area that I sell in like pharmaceutical manufacturing. Um, As far as what makes me, me, I would say I'm very spiritual. I'm very, I love anything that has to do with just like being free and freedom, whether it's you know, I really want to jump off plane or like, you know, being able to one day kind of like own my own business. So I would say freedom really describes, you know, me and like what I look for in life.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, Freedom definitely is something that I think so many people want to attain. And it's like, how do you attain that some people we just don't always have the tools and and experiences to know how to attain that but i think this younger generation that's what we really crave and what we want we want freedom in our workplace in our day-to-day life being able to travel when we want being able to work from home and i know you work from home um, mm-hmm. so would would you like agree with that like how do you feel on that topic of freedom
1: yeah i i completely agree i think now that everyone's on social media Um, especially our generation where we kind of like in a way grew up on social media, like in middle school and high school, we, we always see people traveling and um, people, you know, just living their life. And it doesn't seem like they're, you know, working or doing anything. So I think everyone's trying to like attain that because they realize there's so much more out there than just like their small town. And the only way to be able to live your life to the fullest is by, having some degree of freedom, whether that's working remote or having passive income or like having your own business or something that doesn't restrict you to staying in a certain location.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I think that, yeah, that's what most people want nowadays. And I think with, you know, like with COVID and everything, we realize that it is attainable. Um, We just never uh-huh. do it.
1: Yeah. For sure. I think it's definitely attainable. I think a lot of people just don't necessarily um, they don't have maybe the consistency to attain it. And like, I think that's why it seems like it's something that everyone is like chasing after, but they're never able to get because we all like want to do it really quickly. We don't really have the patience to kind of like have that one idea or like figure out a way and like go after it and keep doing that for a while. Cause nothing comes easy. Even working remote to me is not complete freedom because you still have someone mm-hmm. requiring something of you or like requesting something of you. You know, what's really great is that you can work from any location. So that's definitely a degree of freedom or ability. But I wouldn't say it's, a hundred percent where i'm satisfied i'm definitely looking for more
0: yeah i, I, agree, I agree to that um it just t- it it doesn't come easy it doesn't it takes patience and it's with like social media like you were saying there's so much that you can accomplish through social media you can have your own business being a social media quote-unquote influencer nowadays or mm-hmm. content creator and it's just like these ideas and stuff, it's it's truly a blessing that we do have social media because we can use it to our advantage in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um but then also social media can be definitely a negative, a negative thing in today's culture. Um yeah. and do you have any experiences with how social media has negative positively or negatively affected your mental health, yourself?
1: I would yeah, definitely like both sides, I would say. I think before um, I got into personal development, mm-hmm. I was using social media as a way to compare myself to a lot of people. And even recently, I mean, um, even if you're in the personal development world and all of that, if you stop doing it for a while, you kind of like regress back to, to old ways and old habits. Mm-hmm. So I've had my fair share of, you know, looking at, people's Instagram profiles and like seeing them in like all these different locations and knowing like currently I can't go to these locations or I can't travel for whatever reason and I start kind of comparing myself to them and I'm like oh like why you know why am I not doing this like how come they're doing it and like I kind of beat myself up about it sometimes or if I see you know, an attractive girl on social media. I think it's, there's so many, especially with TikTok now, Um, they're everywhere. Like you see beautiful girls everywhere and you're just like, you think you're beautiful. And then you see these like gorgeous girls with like perfect skin and perfect hair and like a perfect body. And you're like, wait, I'm like lacking this, 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 and this. <laughs> and then you go down like a whole rabbit hole. I don't know if you've done this, but on TikTok, I like- go down a whole rabbit hole of like almost figuring out what products to buy and like what skincare to use and like what to do to like look like these girls or like get the same result as these girls so i would say that's definitely a negative because um right now i can control it a little better but back when i was in high school and all of this was still new and i was seeing all these people traveling and all these beautiful women it really got to me. Like it almost like made my mental health even worse. Cause you know, being in high school and like going through things already will, you know, make get, you know, sometimes will make you go down a bad path with mental health. But then adding social media to that to like a teenage girl and like seeing all these things only makes it like amplified. So that would be my negative. Um, like the negative part of social media however I would say there's also a lot of positives because once I started searching for answers on social media instead of comparing myself I started finding a lot of women who were like-minded and who wanted to do the whole personal growth thing and people were giving advice and I started following that advice and realizing hey like I can change myself I can change my habits I can change anything that I don't like about myself in a healthy way and it also exposed me to the whole idea of hey I can also potentially make money off of this 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 can be a good thing and I ended up starting a YouTube channel which only has right now like 500 subscribers because again I wasn't consistent I was consistent for a while but I stopped and you know, it's so cool knowing that, you know, when I go back and I am consistent again, I can potentially make something out of that YouTube channel. I can potentially monetize it and who knows where that can take me. So
0: there's definitely like pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love how you explained everything, how you explained all of that. Um, especially about comparison on social media and, um, because I I know that's a huge thing Um, it's really really bad nowadays with comparing yourself to people you don't even know Um, and I know for me social media um, can get I can you you see these like things that you do they're not conscious you don't do them consciously you do them unconsciously which is like for me I, I see myself sometimes seeking validation from social media and when I do see myself doing that I have to stop myself I'm like no no no, this is not where my mm-hmm. worth comes from my worth comes from God my worth comes from myself and one thing that helps me not compare myself to someone on social media is realizing that I'm beautiful in my own way I'm unique mm-hmm. and there's no one else like me and exactly. I'm created I'm created in the image of God and I think when you self-love is it's hard it's not easy it doesn't happen overnight when you do speak positively about yourself when you do that self-growth that self-development the self-improvement those are how those are the ways that you attain self-love it's not going to be like this linear this linear thing that happens overnight it's a process and you're gonna fail you're gonna get back up and you're gonna fail again um Mm -hmm. But it's just like you said, staying consistent because consistency with anything, you won't get better at something that you're not consistent at, or you won't pro- progress. You'll just stay the same. Um, so I think making sure we speak kinder to ourselves is um, one way that us women especially can love ourselves more in who mm-hmm. we are and um, not... And like one thing that you said that really stood out to me was that, you know, doing making yourself feel beautiful in natural ways, not going out. And there's nothing wrong with surgery, but not not using surgery to make yourself feel better. Um, Right. Because we have we really do just need to learn to love ourselves and how we were created because there's no one like us.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like, again, like you said, no hate to anyone who gets surgery. Um, I think in a way when you go out and get plastic surgery, but you haven't worked on yourself and your like your insecurities deep down, which I'm still working on for sure. I'm like, not perfect at all, but I'm definitely better than who I was yesterday. Um, I would say when you get when you get plastic surgery, you're just kind of putting a bandaid on the wound And you're only going to want to get more plastic surgery and like do more things. That's why people fall into that rabbit hole of like, okay, they get their lips done, then they get this done, then now they want to do their chest, now they want to do this, because they're never satisfied. And they never will be unless they do that work internally. They think they will be because they think, like you said, kind of like a lot of people want validation on social media, they want like physical validation but no one's gonna ever like not everyone's gonna think you're you're beautiful right like beauty is not in the eye of the beholder so like there could be a supermodel right in front of you and everyone thinks she's gorgeous and not one person's gonna be like oh no I'm not a fan you know and so not everyone's gonna like how you look and you have to accept that and you have to accept yourself but um I really agree with the whole like looking for validation online I think funny enough because you and I met on Twitter Mm -hmm. I will say that era of me being on Twitter was probably the most I've wanted I've compared myself and the most I wanted validation because I mean there were so many beautiful women there there were so many like people that you know they were regular day-to-day people and you see like some people getting 500 a thousand likes and they're just like normal people but maybe they're not you know their their outfits are maybe a little more revealing or they're like somewhere really nice like a big city or something you know like kind of that type of lifestyle where it's like a lot of like the cars and the the outfits and all of that and you're like man like everybody seems to gravitate towards that and I definitely fell into that trap where I thought that that's how I'm supposed to be to get people to like me. So yeah, I'm I'm really glad I actually left Twitter. Um, I still have my account, but I haven't been on there in a long time because it's so easy on there to like, wanna, it's almost like high school. Like you want to fit in. You're trying so hard to fit in. And it's just, it's not working. And that like really starts to get to you because again, these are everyday people. These are normal people that you're interacting with. You see their thoughts online. You see their pictures. It feels like you're friends, yet you're not getting the same quote unquote clout as them or whatever. So that was a very interesting journey for me.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, Twitter. When you just like talk, I I just like started going back on Twitter and I was just like, no I need to like I should not be on here like it it really is like a high school over again because anything like you're tweeting okay you're tweeting and you're sometimes you're tweeting to get a reaction from someone or you're doing something subliminally to get someone's attention and mm-hmm. these are all just this is the way that social media is formed and this is the they know that they're doing this to people and yeah and it's toxic it's really toxic it's not healthy for individuals Mm -hmm. especially if you're not strong-minded oh yeah
1: for sure and I was my most shallow when I was on Twitter Mm -hmm. I really thought you know like I needed I needed all these materialistic things because the people who had these things were the ones who were getting all the validation and like you said I was weak-minded because I you know, when I went into Twitter, I was already insecure. I already came from like a history of, of being bullied for my looks or for um, not having enough materialistic things or whatever. Like that was a reality in my life. And then I go on Twitter and it's almost like a confirmation to me where it's like, these things matter. And it matters even more on here. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Because you you said something earlier that Um, I just wanted to point out was, you know, there's never enough of anything in today's culture. There's all, you're going to always want more Mm and more. And Mm -hmm. that's vanity in itself. When you see it all over, you're going to want, you're going to want it. It's just natural. It's human nature to, that's your fleshly cravings. When you see something that someone has that you don't, you're, you're going to desire it as well. And I think, one thing that personally helps me and that I want to do more is to limit my time on social media. I took a whole, I did a whole fast on social media during Easter and Mm -hmm. it really made me realize, wow, I depend on social media a lot. Like it's not normal. So, I mean, it's normal. It's it's, it's okay, but it's, it's a form of addiction that our society is going through for sure. For anyone who's going through this, who deals with any type of addiction to social media or anything to take a fast from it you can do it take a break mm-hmm. set limits for yourself and boundaries um yeah being on social media
1: yeah and it can be like small fasts like I I kind of did a very sim- so that's how I started with Twitter I actually was like let me get off for a week and a week turned into two weeks and uh, two weeks turned into a month and I came back and I would just see the same stuff where I, you know, didn't think the way I was thinking a month ago, yet these people were still in that same mindset in that same kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And at some point that month turned into what now is like a few years. And I, I was trying to do the same thing with Instagram. I think it's a little harder with Instagram because you have like actual friends on there and like I'm currently engaged so like anytime I have pictures of me and my fiance or like a little like bridal event or whatever I think oh like let me post this on there but I'm definitely not as addicted. I don't scroll on Instagram mindlessly anymore. I, I do it on TikTok problem yeah, but, um,
0: on TikTok or something. Yeah else.
1: exactly. And have you heard of TikTok brain by the way? I have, like, I have, I have. Yeah, I definitely have that. Yeah. I, like, I'm starting to lose focus. I'm starting to lose things. Like, I I can't figure out, you know, I I don't have that focus anymore. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe TikTok is next on my... (laughs) On my fast, but it's definitely harder because I feel like I get a lot of information from TikTok too because of my algorithm. Like my mm-hmm. For You page is mm-hmm. full of holistic stuff and it's full of like beauty stuff. And I'm like, ooh, like, you know, I feel like I'm almost behind. It kind of makes you feel like you're behind if you're not on there.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah exactly and it's harder too for people who use tiktok as like content creators like me i i create content on tiktok i'm trying to make that into like um my job eventually and it's just trying to find that balance between how much should i be on here and how much should i not thankfully Mm -hmm. thankfully i i think i'm not mindlessly scrolling as much anymore on both instagram and tiktok but i can if i if i just start doing it anyone can like you said, small fast are very. That's the way to go to start. You can't just cut. Sometimes it's hard to just cut it off cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so small fast can definitely help you. And you mentioned you said something before about um, not every like learning to accept that not everyone's gonna like you, and how you after you left Twitter for a couple years and you came back on, you realized that hey, like these people haven't changed, and this mm-hmm. is not the type this is not the type of um, values and, and things that I align with. And I think, I think that's something that we have to also remember, like um, these people that are showing off their body, doing all of this to get attention and validation is why, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to fit in that way? Um, You're meant to stand out. You're meant to be different from the rest of the world. And no hate or nothing like I wish the best for these people and I and I pray everyone can find peace and happiness in what they do um but I would rather stand out than be like everyone else doing the same thing following the sheep
1: yeah exactly and it's it's so funny because at the time Mm -hmm. I was single when I was on Twitter right and I honestly like noticed how like the the guys would like these girls' pictures and, like, retweet the pictures. And um, at the time, I I honestly, like, didn't have any dating experience. I was very... I was super innocent growing up. I was super just, like... You know, I didn't date. I didn't, like, do any of that stuff. I was, like, pretty modest in my lifestyle and, like, my clothes and everything. And I'm so thankful because when I left Twitter, I actually ended up meeting, like some people. um, And I was a part of like a friend group for a while where, you know, people were, it was like all walks of life, like, you know, different religions, different ethnicities, and people were just happy and like modest and like, you know, they still had fun. And they still like, I saw a lot of them had really healthy relationships. And I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Like this type of lifestyle where they had abundance, but at the same time, everything was kind of like more my cup of tea when it comes to values and the way people dress and the things you know they do and the activities and stuff. So after I saw that, when I went back to Twitter and I was like seeing these same people act the same way, that's when I was like, okay, no. Like, now that I have another example in my life, like, this is not the road I want to go down. And that's why I was like, screw Twitter. I don't want to go back on there anymore.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that you noticed all that. You noticed that guys were liking girls' pictures that weren't dressed modestly. But when I see that now, I'm like, I wouldn't want that type of guy. Like why? I wouldn't want to cry like that. It's just like a loser to me. No offense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like when you're young. Yeah. When you're young, you do stupid things and you do things because you don't know better. It comes from, you know, when we seek validation, it's coming from childhood wounds. The validation we didn't get growing up. Right. Um, that's why we, you know, go out there and seek it in other places. It might not be as, as like noticeable, like the way some other people seek it, but we all seek validation in certain ways, and, you know? sometimes like you have to just you do have to go through things um as a child or you have to make mistakes and you have to do stupid stuff to realize what you want and what you don't want Mm -hmm. and it just it is it takes life is full of mistakes and you're going to make mistakes and those those turn into lessons those turn into experiences because you can't gain experience if you don't ever mess up
1: oh for sure a hundred percent and i'm just thankful through that entire phase of my life that even though I was making mistakes, I was growing and learning. I was also like thinking, you Mm -hmm. know, like I was like thinking before I act, thinking before I speak type of situation to where like, thank God never like regretted anything.
0: Like you said, it's all just been lessons and experiences. Mm -hmm. From everything that you've talked about, what is one lesson that you feel like you learned from all of this, and how has it shaped you?
1: From everything we've talked about, one lesson. Um, I know it's a I, lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Just because, I mean, it's not like just Twitter or just like wanting validation from like guys or whatever. I think it all stems back to one thing, which is insecurity, and like you said, like childhood trauma. <laughs> and childhood um, wounds. And I think once I, it was a very small phase of my life where I wanted that validation from guys, like very small phase. And after that, it was very easy for me to like realize this isn't the lifestyle I want. And I like walked away from it. And once I got into the world of personal development, where I was reading more books, listening to the right um, podcasts and YouTubers and audios um I just like I think the biggest lesson was realizing generational trauma realizing that like understanding where all of that insecurity comes from and learning to kind of undo it in a way and I'm still learning to this day like there's still a lot of things that I'm unlearning and unwinding but I've definitely come a long way Um, I think I, I'm not as clingy anymore. I'm not as needy with friendships. Um, Yeah. So I just, I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy with myself. I'm very whole with myself. And like, I think I needed to go through all of that to like, learn that lesson.
0: I agree with that. Um, I think you, you do self you just you think about things more, and you do more self awareness, and and reflect on things, and realize that there's a lot of generational trauma that the past generations did not deal with, and they bring that onto the new generation, and now we have to deal with it, and we have mm-hmm. to go out and learn how to um how to navigate that, and learn how to heal from it, and like you right. said, through podcasts, through videos, through books. All of that is how you, how you do it. Even my own experiences definitely is how, that's how I, um, have learned through all of this. Yeah, Um, for sure. But I love that. That's the takeaway that you've gotten. And, um, I think a lot of people can relate to that for sure. Thank you. One other bigger kind of question is, um, how do you feel like God has been with you through all this? How have you seen his like hand in your life through these challenges and, and struggles?
1: Yeah, I think that's such a great question. I think God has always been there with me. I'm pretty sure, like since the day I was born, I was being guided, and um, there's been so many moments where, you know, I fell really deep into depression. I kind of didn't have anyone around me that like could help me. Um, there were even certain instances i mean this is gonna sound a little you know stupid but like even like when your car breaks down you know what i mean i i used to have like a really crappy car and this is like a funny example but a really crappy car where it started out of nowhere like breaking down randomly like in the middle of the in the middle of me driving and i remember every single time it would happen it would be right by my house or right like in my college campus parking lot. And I would always think like, imagine if this happened on the highway, like I would be screwed because it just stops working. And I would always think, wow, like God really got my back. So like, it can be something as small as that, or like something as like, you know, when you're going through it, when you're going through mental illness, when you're going through like that time in your life, knowing that like you made it out, like I'm so thankful I was guided to the right people i found the people that i saw a good example in instead of like going down a worse path like you know for example with the validation and like all of that i i was able to like take a step back and realize like the lifestyle i wanted and i really believe god was guiding me and like opening my eyes like hey you have two paths right now which one do you want to go down and like here's some great examples and great people you can follow and like they're very admirable and I saw that and like I took it and ran and I think in a way I was being guided you know so everything I've done up until this point I think has been you know God just holding my hand like telling me you know kind of which path to take and even when I take the wrong path it becomes a lesson and it's never too bad like I feel like he's always by my side even when things go wrong they end up being right later so yeah i don't know i feel like everything happens for a reason we go down the paths we go down for a reason we learn lessons from them and we're always always better on the other side as long as we just like have
0: faith and just keep going and don't look back exactly and i just i love the little example of your car because even if it's something so little you realize that that's god and and you can just tell you know you can feel that's him and Mm -hmm. and you're right you know god gives us choices and he gives us free will because he loves us and he gives us options to take paths to take and whichever one we take at the end of the day he still loves us and he doesn't condemn us for taking the wrong one or not being in his will we're always in his will and everything at the end of the day is just a learning experience even if it wasn't what he he wanted us to take um it's still just an experience and it's a lesson learned and for another time that we have to make an even greater decision for sure a hundred percent I love that you just how you explained all of that um it's very relatable I think a lot of people have gone through similar experiences like that Mm -hmm. for sure and
1: I mean that's why I always believe that there's a creator and there's a god Always, like I, that will never be something I ever second guess. Just because of like my experiences and where I am today, you wouldn't think I would be where I am today, and I'd like have the job that I have and the, the love that I have and all of that. I really believe that it's all, thanks to God, and just being
0: guided. I definitely, being thankful, creates more blessing opportunities and just remembering to say thankful. Um that's something I had to remind myself to do a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Gratitude. Yeah, for sure.
0: What is like one piece of advice you would give um, any other person who is trying to develop their self-growth, improve themselves mentally, spiritually, emotionally? Like what Mm -hmm. is one thing that you do every day that you would give advice someone else
1: yeah that's a really good question I think the main thing I don't know if this is an everyday thing but the first thing you need to do is just find your people and find the people that you see a good example in people that you're like I can see myself being that person one day and surround yourself by those people because like the whole you are the people you surround yourself by is a hundred percent correct in every aspect of life emotionally um you know, spiritually, all of it. So that's um, number one. And number two, I would say, like, if you feel like, okay, you can't get off of social media, then make sure that your algorithm is like feeding you positive, um, like positive posts, positive things on your feed, the affirmations, whatever it is, things that like, motivation, things that like, you don't look at and like, feel bad about yourself things that'll make you want to go out there and like be better Mm -hmm. um so that's number two I think gratitude is a big thing um just every day even if like even if you don't pray you don't meditate whatever like just sitting there and like thinking before you go to bed like hey today I'm grateful that I did this this and this it could be the worst day ever but there's at least like three things that you're grateful about. And I like have an 11-year-old brother and I've been trying to teach him to kind of get in the habit of doing that. Like even if today was boring, if today sucked, there has to be three things you're grateful for, even if it's just breathing air, (laughs) breathing oxygen. So I think those three things to me really help. And then from there, like you start to develop good habits and it just, you know, takes you to where you
0: need to go. I really like all of those, especially, you know, finding something to be grateful for every day, because there's always something to be grateful for. Um, Even if it's something as small as like a cup of coffee, um, the -hmm. breath in your lungs, that's a huge thing to be grateful for Um, that you're, you're being able to walk, talk all of that. Um, And then, you know, since we talked about social media, one thing that I would advise the listener, my listeners Um, would be to remember that everything on social media is a highlight reel it's not always reality Um, right exactly yeah we sometimes can just believe it is but it's not and we have to just remember that
1: I mean we do the same thing we never post when we're like crying and like struggling financially or health-wise we're usually like posting when we're thriving Mm -hmm. or like the most so so we should we should know that from our own posts and what we do are are our actions everyone's doing the same thing they're just posting that like one percent when they're happy and having a great time
0: exactly just being intentional too about what why you're posting something the last thing i want to talk about with you noora is the industry that you're in the pharmaceutical rag what have you seen in that industry that you would agree with or would not agree with being into the whole holistic holistic side of um healing and, and medicine?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, As far as like, my current job right now, I, I'm more on the sales side. So I don't like see as much of the science. However, I was a pharmacy tech for a long time. And um, I was going into medicine myself. So I, I got to see a lot of, you know, the type of prescriptions that people were picking up I got to see a lot of like the type of medicines that doctors were prescribing and even things that were prescribed to me personally I just I the more I grow up the more like now that I'm 25 I how do I even explain this I'm trying to explain this in a way where it it makes sense I guess like Okay so let me fast track, uh, go back a little bit being 25 right mm-hmm. you start to kind of notice like certain things in your body that maybe you didn't notice at like 16 17 18 you yeah. start to like realize i need to take better care of my health and like other health problems start to show up mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't think you would ever have mm-hmm. so um a lot of things for me were like hormonal mm-hmm. imbalances Um, It started at like 23, I would say, um, where I started getting some hormonal imbalances. And I remember like my hair was falling off and I you know, was getting like cystic acne, like insane, like big cysts that I've never seen before. And I've always had hormonal acne and I've never seen anything like that before. My cycle, I, you know, I was missing one month and then getting it twice the next month. And I just could Mm -hmm. tell something was off about my body Mm -hmm. and I had gained a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. So I went to the doctor and they requested a blood test and at the time my testosterone was like through the roof, like way wow. more than where it should be. So my doctor was like, okay, well, it seems like with everything that I'm seeing here, you probably have PCOS. Mm-hmm. So polycystic ovarian syndrome. Have you heard of it before? Yes. Yeah. So she was like, Yeah, you probably have that. And they went, I went to get an abdominal ultrasound thank God there were no cysts, like, in there, there were no cysts. I was like, okay, so this is all, like, everything else can be taken care of. If, as long as, like, there's no cysts, and I don't need to remove any cysts, like, that's fine. It's clearly, like, you know, something that, I guess, you know, it wasn't too extreme just yet. Also, my cholesterol was a little off, but my doctor was like, oh, no, 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 you're gonna need to take birth control, (laughs) and me being you know young and I don't I didn't know much I was like okay I guess sure so I went on birth control I remember um for like two weeks and they had prescribed to me birth control when I was like a teenager because of my hormonal acne and like also some fluctuations with my cycle at the time and I took it and honestly I felt like crap (laughs) yeah like I did not like it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I felt like my body was like, I was so sad, I was depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't like how I felt on it. So, like, two weeks later, I was like, No, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I just like got off. Yeah, it's just like again, it's just a band aid on mm-hmm. the wound. And I was like thinking about that. I started looking up like more information about birth control, and I realized how many side effects someone can have from the pill and how many side effects like the like women in general have and like there's girls who are on it from like the age of 12 yeah. all the way up until adulthood and they just like are giving it out left and right
0: yeah
1: and it turns out with the birth control pill you basically like when you know it, your period or your cycle is regular through the birth control pill it's not really like, your period. Like, it's not really...
0: It's not natural.
1: Exactly, exactly. So once you get off of that, at some point, like, if you don't fix the main root, the main problem that's causing the irregular cycle, it's just going to happen all over again. So what, are you supposed to be on the pill forever? Yeah. And that really, like, got to me. And my mom was also having some, like, health issues at the time. And I was like... Why is no one looking at the root of the problem? Even with my mom, I mean, she she had like um, cholesterol and it's genetic. And it started off as like, you know, not too bad. And I remember a doctor just telling her, oh, this isn't too bad. You'll be fine. And then it got so bad to the point where she needed to start going on cholesterol medication when this all could have been prevented.
0: Your diet. It,
1: well, yeah. Not just diet,
0: but life
1: changes so many different things and now you know because it's genetic it's so hard for her to get rid of it because it's so she's so deep in it right now so um I don't know that plus seeing how like how much medication people were getting at the pharmacy like people would leave with a bag full of like every medication known to mankind and I'm like oh my god like I mean I, I understand like I'm not against medication i'm not against traditional medicine mm. but it's like these doctors it just felt like they were just giving people medic yeah. med- medicine just to like get them off their back like get the patient yeah. off their back and like solve the symptom and um i started learning more and more about biohacking as well mm. right so like whether it's something as simple as a cold plunge or like the sauna yeah. or whatever And, like, the more I got into that world, the more I realized, like, how passionate I was about it. I can tell you're very
0: passionate, and I love it. I'm
1: so passionate, and, like, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to go into medicine, right? Mm -hmm. So I never did that because it was just not something I was really, like, passionate about. It was more so just to say I'm a doctor, just to say I have a good job, a secure job money you know yeah. being middle eastern it's a big mm-hmm. deal being a doctor yep.
0: yeah or you're a disappointment um,
1: exactly <laughs> i don't know where modern medicine is going to be honest i don't know where it's taking us i don't know where modern times are taking us yeah but you know it's scary it I, is scary it's it's very scary i think as long as you know yeah what you stand for you know your values yeah. you know like you help people, that's the most important thing. And then that's all you can do, you know?
0: Yeah. And, yeah, and knowing that, you know, there's God in control and, and he has, and he's in control of everything. And even though this is like, even though modern times are scary, it's, it's going to be okay because you know who you have on your side right? and for sure. you know yourself and you know what you stand for. Like you said,
1: exactly. And everything happens for a reason, which is yeah. basically what we've been saying this entire podcast.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love that, you know, just you mentioned like how your biology degree took you to this place. And that made me think of like, sometimes we think that what we're doing serves no purpose for us or isn't really benefiting us. But like, I studied social work, okay. And like, I had to learn to listen to people. And this is what I'm doing now. I'm using it. I'm using what I learned to listen to you and to talk with you converse. Right. So it yeah. does, everything happens for a reason, like you just said.
1: Exactly. 100%.
0: Nor, I just want to thank you so much for being on my podcast, taking the time to be vulnerable, talk about things, open up, share your, share your testimony about things um, and your struggles and background and all of it. Um, I know that so many people can relate and I, I hope this benefits them and gives them some encouragement um, through everything we talked about, all the topics we discussed. Um, yeah. so for th- sure. I just want to say thank you so much, you know, for giving me the time to ask you these questions and, um, and just, you know, being a friend of mine that I've known for many years and can't wait to meet in person. <laughs> eventually.
1: <laughs> hey, at my wedding, you're coming. <laughs> it, for
0: sure. I'll be at your wedding.
1: No, this was super fun. Thank you for having me. Honestly, like, right. I love this. Like, definitely this conversation was wonderful
0: it really was and i didn't know where it was taking us but it took us to the right place so i
1: think so yeah for sure yay
0: for that <laughs> yes all right thank you so much Nora, and um thank you all for listening and i will see you guys next week have a good night